We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello and thank you for tuning in to episode 84 of Married Millennials. Hope all you guys had an outstanding, amazing weekend. We had a jam-packed weekend. Last Friday, I went and kicked it out with my boys for some much-needed guy time. It's always good to get together with the fellas. I love when you have those nights, personally. Of course, because you just get to sit at the house and relax yes. and be zen without my annoyance or my <laughs> persistence. Hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. You need to get this done. Yeah, I have fun hanging out with you, too, but it's it's nice to just be able to kick it Yeah, I and have. know that you're having a good time, too. Yeah, exactly, because I have absolutely no chill when it comes to the house. Like I, I literally don't know. how. I just don't know. It's something I have to figure out. But it was a good time hanging out with the guys. I am happy to report that I did meditate last week. I started yes. my, my meditation journey. Granted, I only did two days out of the seven, which <laughs> is disappointing because I wanted to go seven full days. It's one of those like you miss a day. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And then the second day you miss, and it, it was time to record the podcast. So I only got, <laughs> only got two, two meditation sessions in, but I am committed to trying to work through this because Joy is literally meditating for hours <laughs> every day. I'm getting up in the morning looking, Joy, are you asleep? Are you meditating? She's got her headphones on. I can't tell. I'm and then she was like, oh, I wasn't meditating. She's like, oh, I wasn't asleep, baby. Your mouth is wide open. <laughs> I don't know if, if meditating causes that, but your mouth is, is wide You know open. what's funny? Because I do the hypnosis meditations, which I know is risky after get out, but you know, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I, so the thing is, I'm up and I remember the beginning of them, then I don't remember the middle. <laughs> And then I always wake up at the very end. So I don't know if I'm asleep or I'm hypnotized. You're I don't not. know. From the outside looking in, you're not. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I'm completely relaxed. But I wake up and it's like it's time to ease back into. I would also argue that, that I'm completely relaxed when I'm asleep as well. <laughs> right. So you're not. Right. Justin, you've heard of my dreams. I am not completely relaxed. I have the world's yeah. most elaborate dreams. I can't even. I just need to tell you guys this really fast. One of the dreams I had last week, and it felt like the whole night. It was like the world's worst day at work. I was a detective, and I was trying to leave work. And my boss, like the lead detective on the case, was like, where are you going? We need you on this case. And the case was, it was like a suicide pact, and it was this family. It was a, a, a man, a woman, and their little girl. And they had like all overdosed on drugs for some unknown reason. And they were all like decaying in their beds. And I had to solve the mystery of why. They would do this. Like, whose dreams are this intense? I don't know, but then I had to wake up in the morning and go to the gym and then go to work. I was like, I didn't get to work, rest. All I did was work <laughs> the whole night in my dream, and then I had more work to do. It's too, I was mu- it's too much. If we were going out and walking the dogs in the morning. I, I simply asked, <laughs> how'd Joy, how do you sleep? She goes to proceed for the next 15 minutes on our walk explaining to me her various dreams. And I said, look, baby, this was a simple question. Oh, that was another night. I won't even go into that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I literally just said, how'd you sleep? Good or bad? You said... And if you said bad, oh, no, I just had a few crazy dreams. Like, it was okay. Okay, cool. And I can understand if your story takes up maybe a quarter of the block. No, But when your stories have taken up the entire... 80% of the walk, 
and you're still talking. So I pivoted to the question. Oh, do you know what you're wearing? <laughs> She's like, are you kindly telling me to shut up? <laughs> I was like, no, I, I'm just tired of listening to this series of dreams that you're having. Listen, if I have to dream them, you have to listen to them. Because they're, they're very, well, okay, but you just said that you're very relaxed when you sleep. So yeah. I had to combat your, your comment. That's I'm fair. obviously not relaxed, okay? Uh, that, that is fair. I'm living a whole other life in my dreams. And they say you dream every night, but I don't remember my dreams. Joya asked me, what'd you dream about? I don't know. I don't recall. I there are a few nights where I have dreams, but I, w- I would say my I recall dreams maybe once or twice a week. Like last night, I literally couldn't tell you. I think I was asleep. I don't. I don't think I had it. Last anything. night I felt like I was just sleep too, but the dogs kept waking us up. Yeah, the, woke me up. Yeah, I, well, I, well, Ollie's starting to do that to me now. So our dogs. <laughs> yeah, we're we're those people. Dogs. I, I, yeah. I, I just look. I love my animals. Right. So our, what used to happen is Ollie would get in. With the, the, both of the dogs typically sleep on Joy's side of the bed because I need my space. Right. And what Ollie does, one of our dogs would he'll scratch on the covers like near your face where the opening is so he can get under the <laughs> He's covers. He's basically hitting you incessantly. And, and it, this would never happen yeah. to me. I was like, nah, this is right. this is not gonna work. But it, because it's cold, he wants to be under the covers. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's and it's ridiculous to have fur. Like I, you don't yeah. need to be under the cover. Yeah. So this Negro <laughs> now decides that he's going to scratch on my side of the bed to wake me up. We've had Ollie for about four years now. This has not happened. But for three consecutive nights, <laughs> he's trying to scratch my shoulder in the middle of the night. And I'm about 0.5 <laughs> seconds away from punting this little dog off the bed. Now, I know animal abuse and animal cruelty is a real thing, so don't call PETA yeah. and go crazy. All the animal lovers out there, I'm an animal lover too. Yeah. Relax. But this is a little much. It's a figure of speech. And we got their bed. In the bedroom. What yes. are you doing? They have two beds in the bedroom. What are you go get on the floor? <laughs> go to sleep. They're Why? cold. They want our body heat. That's all it is. They're using us. I don't believe in that. I, I don't understand. Like dogs getting cold. Well, you have fur. Like I just, I just feel like your dogs are supposed to stay warm just off of, off of nature. <laughs> GP. Yeah, like real talk. <laughs> like you're just supposed to be warm. That's what you, you have fur that keeps you warm. Like my little bit of leg hair helps keep my legs decently warm. But I'm like this whole scratching. <laughs> what if stuff I was like, not, yeah, me too. It's not the business at all. <laughs> on my leg hair. No, it's not. I mean, it's 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 minimal. But know. yeah, so it, it, you know, we're, we're I got to get my I got to get my dogs get my dogs squared away. Additionally, we went to the the Bruno Mars concert this weekend. Bruno Mars is a Fight hell up. of an entertainer. Now, Twenty Four Karat Magic is my is my album. It's my my right. cut. I We've been when, jamming out to that. Has it been a year? Yeah, it's I been a, a minute. I remember yeah. when we first put it on in the car. I was like, okay, this is kind of smooth. Like, you always knew Bruno Mars' singles. So I was like, okay, yeah, cool. It was December 3rd. I remember now. You would. <laughs> <laughs> like, who remember? This is the day that we well, actually put this we on Because we were in the going car. to that dinner. I remember. You see what I'm saying, fellas? Like, well, I can't do anything <laughs> wrong. Like, this is what happens. It was December 3rd. This is what we were doing. And this is exactly where we were when we started playing the album. I could tell you where we were. See, that, I, I, can't, I can't do anything wrong. Like, See, that's, that's the issue. Because Joy stays bringing up things from the past. She just brought up something. What did you just bring up that was 10 years ago? You just did it a few days ago. Oh, when I first time I took you to Target or something. Yeah. There was some, like, what are you doing? Like, what, why? Do you think she you asked, don't remember do that? You remember that? Do you remember when I was sitting on the, in the doorsteps of your dorm? No, I do not remember no, you I sitting. Was sitting I, no, I was sitting on the actual staircase. Yeah. She tell. Do you remember when I was sitting on the staircase in your dorm? This is when we were. We you, were gonna go. We went and got the Chris Brown CD. Okay, 
Do who remembers that? Do you remember me? No, I didn't. I wasn't with you. But I remember the date of that too. So there. Here's the thing. I just wanted to know if. Well, I can't, I don't know why I wanted to know. I just because that day. I remember I was in the area of his dorm and I kind of just sat down hoping to see him. And then like two seconds later, I saw his shorts like coming down the stairs. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was my attire. He's here. Still my attire, basketball shorts, but I wore socks and sandals religiously yeah. in college. That was my, that was my jam. Yeah. But back to Bruno, Bruno, <laughs> hell of a show. He ended his North American tour in LA and I'm seeing several people who we've known via Instagram going to his concert, attending it. I mean, it really, really was a good show. It was a, a wonderful show. show yeah. Like I said, I, I've never, I've always enjoyed Bruno's singles. I think Bruno's made good singles, but I, I'd never had his previous albums. Mm-hmm. But this 24 Karat Magic album I really got down with. But his whole band, his whole performance, I mean, everything. Just a yeah. talented bunch of people. They're all triple threats. Really, all of them can sing. So his, his trumpet player, his trombone player, and his saxophone player were also his backup dancers and backup singers. What? Yeah. Yeah. He had a main backup singer who was accompanying him throughout all the songs. But when the horns weren't playing, yeah. they were also dancing and singing too. And then you had the two brothers on the bass that were dancing as well. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is a full set of people. Right. And it was what, six of them? Yeah. I, I think, yeah, it was, they, he had the three on the horns. Because there was a guy on the keys, the guy on the drums. The drums, three horns. Three Did he horns, have one bass backup or two? singer, two. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah, you two had, guys. Yeah, two. I mean, so I mean, and out I mean, there they were it. yes, getting it. Yes, I w- I don't even want to know what that audition for that show was like. Yeah, but I feel like he's been with these guys for a while. So basically, if you've seen Bruno, like his Saturday Night Live performance was basically what it was like. Do you remember the Saturday Night? Live? I do. He turned yeah. up. Yeah, that's so when he came out from the back and yes. then walked through. Pop, yeah, pop, pop, showtime. Yes. Yeah, he was. I mean, a really, yes. really. Really good show. I mean, shout and, out. I, I, and it was a, such a solid album too. Like it's hard for that not to have been entertaining. It was wonderful and very minimal. If you think about it, like there weren't that many bells and whistles. Like yeah, they had like the fire and no. The bars, I said but, there was what eight of them on stage. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed that it was an all male ensemble. I think that there's power in that. There's power in it being an all male cast and all female cast. And I also. I like that because I feel oftentimes, especially with a man's concert, they'll have the women come out like scantily clad doing some like, you know. Bullshit dance moves. Yeah. And come like, look at my ass. Turn yeah. around. Twirl, twirl. I do respect. Like there are time, there are concerts where, you know, they come out and they're doing for real dancing. You know, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not just like let's objectify this woman while we perform this song. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I, I appreciated that about the show. I, I liked it. It was powerful. Yeah, it was a good show. I mean, really good show. I, I think yeah. I said the tour is over. But yeah. if he, at least in, well, the, in North the, America. The, yeah, yeah, so if yeah. you, if, I don't know where he's going next, but if you guys have a chance to watch him perform again, definitely worth the ticket. Pop, pop, it's showtime. Oh, gosh, now I got to listen to the album again. We listen to the album all Weekend. All day, and then it was in the restaurant before yes. the concert, so I'm actually yeah. cool off the album for a little bit. I had yeah. I had Bruno and overload. it was at the wedding that we went to yesterday. Congratulations to my cousin Dre and his beautiful new bride, Kayla. We're so happy for you. I love going to weddings. Weddings are just. I feel like this is the first wedding, wedding of this year for us. Is this our first? 2017 wedding? I, I think so. I think we had like three or four in 2016. Or is that No, that was 2015. When we, That's, when we got married, we had like several other. Uh, we had three after ours. Yes. 
And we got married in August, mind you. Yeah. So for there to be three for the rest of the year, that's crazy. Yeah, so this is our, our first wedding of, of 2017. Yeah. Good time. I, I love love. It just, it's just, it's a beautiful it thing. And I, I find myself listening to the vows a lot more post marriage than before marriage. A hundred percent agree. Like I love so the past even the words of the officiant. I'm listening. You hold on to everything. Like mm-hmm. yeah, that's what, what kind I, of that's, advice are you giving? That's really what I meant because they they didn't do their own. No, they just said the traditional. Yeah, 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 But the officiant was really good. This was yeah. probably the best officiant I've ever seen at he a wedding that I attended. Right, like short to the point. But the, my favorite thing that he said was, <laughs> he said, "You guys are scissors together." He said, so "Like he, shears, no, like he said shears. shears. You guys are like shears, and you have to work. You the parts don't work separately. You have to work together. And if anyone comes between, between you, you will cut them." <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's real. I was like, yes. And that's real. And he yes. had good nuggets talking about you know, the, the symbolism of the circle. And you know, there's no beginning and there's no end. And you know, be careful on who you bring into that circle. Facebook doesn't need to know about your relationship. Instagram doesn't need to yeah. know about your relationship. Granted, our platform is our relationship and right. our marriage. But, I thought about that. I was like, well. <laughs> but there are still some things that we keep intimate. Well, of between course. You have to. Of you course. you have yeah. to keep you know some things private because then you have the whole world in your marriage. But mm-hmm. we created this platform because yeah. there are a lot of similarities that are happening between different relationships uh, that people want to know that they're not alone. Exactly. So we we had to bring those conversations to light. But I mean, it was a a really, really nice wedding. So again, congratulations to Dre and Kayla. And when we tell you we had a jam-packed weekend, we really did. So before the wedding, we went to the second Brunch 2 Bomb. Brunch 2 Bomb. You're missing out. If you don't go, you're missing out. We tried to tell y'all the first time, and you didn't listen. Yep. So then we're telling you a second time. Well, some of you listened. Yeah, some of you did listen. And we met you. Yes. It's beautiful to to put. It is such a great thing to be able to meet people who are listening. But a couple of you left early. You know who you are. Yes, you missed out. Yes, you, you got to stay. You got to stay so you'll be there for the turn up. So what happens is you get there and it looks like it's going to be very mellow. And you're like, huh? I don't think this is what they meant or maybe this is a slow day. And then all of a sudden, the turn up is real. Yeah, everyone got let out of church. Yep. They were able to go home and change right. and then come back. And mm-hmm. about 1.30, 2 o'clock. The turn up gets going. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a. I'm trying to tell you, man. It is a really dope experience. Like you just, you just have to be there. I have no. I have no other words to say. I mean, great food, great people, great music, great drinks, great venue. Yeah. Black people everywhere. Again, yeah. like there's, there's nothing more. There's. I don't need any other explanation. Yeah. Like that. That is the only explanation that you need. So when we mention it again, just go follow them on Instagram. Brunch to bomb. Mm-hmm. Make sure you stay up to date with everything that's going on. They will make all of the announcements to let you know when the next one is. Because again, it's just it's a it's a great place for for Black millennials in Los Angeles who are just looking to connect and have a good time. And that's really what it is. And it's nice. It's light outside. It's just it's it's just different. Right. <laughs> I actually had a funny story from from the brunch. I was with a few of my boys who came for the first time, and they had a good time. And I was talking with one of them, and he said, "You know, there was you know these two women, and we were you know dancing on the dance floor, and then and he said we started you know grinding, and he said, I mean, I just felt 
awkward. He said, you know, it just feels weird to to lead with your dick. <laughs> and I said, I know exactly what you're saying. He goes, like, when you were younger, like, this is what you did. You're grinding yeah, and you, you never grind, thought yeah. about it. He's like, now I'm just grown. And he's like, I just don't want my dick on you. Like, I just, <laughs> right. this is not, this is not the move. Right. And I fell out because recently, and I told him, I said, when I got engaged, I think is when it, it switched for me. But I was like, man, this is real strange. Like, I can't even imagine what it feels like to be the woman in the situation. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're a man, like, okay, I'm going to just slide behind you and rub my dick on the back of your, your, your pants. Yeah. Like, if we really put thought behind that, <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah. Like, it, is, it is so invasive, so intrusive, mm-hmm. just awkward in, in all capacity. And we just pretend like this is real, real normal. And he was like, nah, man, this is not cool. <laughs> he, he legitimately was dancing. I was like, I, don't, I really don't even want to do this. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what this is supposed to be. I said, I get you. I said, now that's why I'm face-to-face. Even with joy. Like, we don't even do that anymore. We're very face-to-face. It's not fun we'll have for a me. slow rock. But it's just like, nah, this is... This is not cool. I, was, yeah. I see what parents and teachers at dances in high school were like, what the you hell are y'all it. doing? Well, remember at my 10-year reunion, one of our, our teachers got on the mic and he said, why couldn't you guys have danced like this in high school? It's true. Because <laughs> we were just having a good Everyone time, but we weren't like time. bumping and grinding. I feel like you're just, you know, you're a horny teenager. You like, are. You're, that's, you're very horny. That's why you dance that way. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, I don't actually need to do that anymore. So for me, I think... After college, I was done. No, I, I feel that. And to, I, all, and to all the women who I've, who I've danced with, and if that was my intrusive approach, I apologize. That's just, that's yeah. not the move. It, it, it's not the move. It's gross. I mean, I think that's why it's so annoying. And personally, that's why I don't like going out because I can't go out without somebody grabbing me who I don't want to touch me. Or or rubbing up like why I don't want your dick on me I like don't put your hand around my face we don't know each other sir why are you touching me like I that's a, truly why I don't like going out I don't I don't like it no it it, it I I completely get it I I understand it fully and, and to me it was just one of those things as guys like, okay this is what you do this is how you dance and you're like no nah, this is just it's all wrong it, yeah I mean it really is and I mean it goes back to rape culture toxic masculinity. And Charlemagne the God actually rewarded himself or awarded himself the, the donkey of the day because yeah. he just had his, his aha moment of understanding that men have been raised in rape culture and we perpetuate it nonstop. And I remember when we had the conversation, this was about a, about, about a year ago now, maybe even a little bit longer, when we all got together with some friends and we were just kind of talking about the current state of America, and I remember it was, what, three guys in the room and it was four ladies. Joy was one of the ladies, and we started talking about toxic masculinity and the different, how men have, you know, perpetuate this way of acting and this way of thinking, and I just remember sitting there, and women were, were detailing different accounts, and we were like, this doesn't really make sense, and, you know, looking for all these answers, and then, like, finally, the, the button clicked and was just like, ah, I get it. And then you just question everything that you've done as a man, that you think as a man, as you act like a man. And that's exactly what Charlemagne the guy kind of came to, you know, this week by awarding himself again the, you know, the donkey of the of the day. And and it's it's a it's a great, you know, for someone like him who has such a massive following yeah. who, you know, gets probably men of all different types. Yeah, people were listening to him. a show. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he has a a very strong following. Very intelligent, you know, individual, and to be able to come out here and say, like, man, I've been doing this 
all wrong. And and it's it's real. It's one of those things. Like I said, I'll never forget the moment that you know that I had when I left that conversation. It's like you again, you just question everything that you've ever really done in the context of speaking about women or acting towards women. When I will say, I you know, I listen to the show every once in a while, but. Um, most of the time when he had a guest that was a woman, he would say something. And I, it could be small, it could be big. or Well, most of the time he would make a moment out of it, right? Because he's ridiculous. Very. <laughs> so, so it'd be like, oh, like, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to focus, but I'm just staring at your breast or something. Like just something that's like, did you have to mention that on your radio show? Or, you know, I just... So he, I, I'm, I'm, I commend him for stepping out and saying, you know what, I need to do better. And I don't know if somebody brought it to his attention or he just, through conversation, started noticing it. I, I don't, I don't know. But I, I mean, seriously, shout out to Charlemagne the God for, for calling himself out and pledging to do better because I think that's what we all. That's what we're all asking for. I mean, we all have to look at the, you know, over the past few weeks, how many headlines have you read of these different celebrities talking about sexual assault Mm -hmm. these high profile men doing crazy shit and thinking it's okay and and, and George just talked about equating white privilege to male privilege because it's very very true yeah the fact that you can just go on and as as a man and you think you have full entitlement to women's bodies. It's almost very it's very similar at the club. Like I'm gonna just slide behind you and think nothing of it because you look good and I wanna right. dance with you. Like we're not gonna have a conversation. I'm not gonna ask, is this cool? Or do you mind if we dance? I'm gonna just put myself right behind you and yeah. then force to force you to make a decision. Yeah. Whether that's something I'm gonna enjoy or not enjoy it, but it was we never even ass we just crossed the line immediately and it's something that again we've done forever yeah it's ingrained in male culture like it's just it is how it is and and i think that by asking you guys to change it's like wait what but this is just how we are that's the answer that we were getting at first men will be men this is just how we are and you should just accept it now i think because women are not staying quiet on the matter. Not that we ever really have, but now we're coming in droves instead of a few people standing up at one time. And I think that's why these sexual assault assault charges are coming out the woodwork. Because it's not like, oh, why? That's what I hear people say. Well, why would you bring this up now? Because they have the courage to do so. Like, why haven't you, why aren't you asking why has this man been raping women for 10 years? It's like, why didn't you say anything 10 years ago? No, that's that's not the issue. The issue isn't that this woman didn't say anything. The issue is that the man is out there raping women. Let's change the narrative. So I I don't know. I'm I I think it's a it's a it's a good time for progress. That's a it's, it's a, a good very time good time. Progress, and that's yeah. again, we all have to to do better. And I remember even when we were out with when I was out with my guys on Friday, is that we talk about women. Like it is a it is the center of the conversation. And even after just going back and thinking, I was like, okay, did we say anything that was disrespectful, out of context? So I'm, I mean, I'm trying to play back the conversation. I was like, nah, you know, we kept it pretty PG, pretty yeah. standard. But even then, like before, I would have never in a million years thought about a conversation. I okay, this is you know what it what it is. But you, again, you have to make yourself aware of what you're doing and realize your part in the problem. Yeah. No one want, no one wants to recognize or identify or, or pin themselves as a problem in society. And the reality is is that all men we are guilty. 
Yeah, uh, we we are because we've been raised, whether you know, unconsciously, subconscious, whatever it is, you know, subconsciously, we we have we've moved in a way, or we've lived our lives in a certain way. It's ingrained we, in our culture. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to undo some of the work that 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 we've learned. We have no choice. Yeah, and and, and it starts with admitting that you are a problem, yeah. and then admitting that you're the problem. It's okay to be a problem. It, it is. It is. It is what it is. It's. It's the facts. It's life. It's reality. But once you can admit that you are the problem, then you have to you go and and move that on to your circle and be like, okay, fellows, we got to do a little bit better. And then that circle moves it on to another. And then over time, you can hope and create change. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I mean, it might be a slow burn, but I don't know. I think we're starting to see some major shifts. Like even I'm hearing people talking about gender issues that I wouldn't even have thought would ever bring it up because people are curious. I think as to what their role has been and how they can do better. Like I see, th- I do think that there are great men in the world. That you know, that's crazy to think that all men are awful and evil and they they perpetuate rape culture on purpose. I, I, I'm happy with these conversations are happening. Yeah, and not, and not yeah. all men are evil. You no, don't You don't have all. to be evil to be a problem. It, that's you, you, you yeah. can be a very good person, but you yeah. can still be doing something incorrectly yeah. that is causing, that is contributing to a, a major societal issue. Yeah. So that's, that's not the case, but it's just admitting like, yo, I'm, I got some things wrong with me. I didn't know. Yeah. I had to make myself aware, and I'm going to do better. Yeah, and now you're learning. And if you have millions of men across the country who are doing that, it's going to make a change. Mm-hmm. What are some concrete examples of how men can do better? I think what Charlemagne said was good, where he, where basically he noticed his role. Notice the role that you are taking. Start with yourself. Start with the man in the mirror, as MJ would say. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's just realizing, okay, I've said, listen to the conversation that's happening. Don't judge it, because I think that's people's initial response, right? Like, people are being sensitive. They're tripping. How does this contribute to that? Get rid of that. Listen to what people are saying. And be honest with yourself. Am I doing any of these things? Am I saying any of these things that are harmful? Am I rubbing my dick against people in the club (laughs) without asking? And then it could be like, well, girls like that. Because I get a lot of that too. Women like that. Not all women are. That's true. Not all women care if you go and just start grinding on them in the club. Doesn't hurt to ask though. Doesn't hurt to ask. Because a woman who likes it is going to be like, yeah, like let's go. They might even say, you don't have to ask. Don't listen to her. Because there's another one <laughs> who's like, thank you for asking. No thanks. Cool. Or thank you for asking because you did. I actually would like to dance. You never know. Second, I think once you identify things that you are doing, when you see friends and family saying or doing things that you know are contributing to the larger problem, say something. Don't be afraid or, of being judged or like, man, they're not going to think I'm like, you know, in the boys club. Cause I think a the, real one. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the boys club is founded on toxic masculinity. You got to break down the boys club. The boys club isn't cool anymore. It, it needs to be rebuilt. And I will say from experience, that's very difficult. It, I of mean, I've, I've had 
I've been there, you know, when, in, you know, since I've become more aware of this conversation, it's been about a year and there are times I'm in a room and, you know, men will say something and I'm just like, you sound so stupid, but I have, I've, I now, I have the thought, the yeah. thought is now processing in my head, but moving from the thought to actual action and being like, yo, that's, yeah. you just sound dumb as hell. Or even, I mean, I just hear some of the slangs that, you know, some of the slang that my, my friends use. I, there's just certain words that I, I, it, I didn't used to bother me. You can call women whatever you want, but now it's like when I hear chicks or girls, hoes, I, I just, I'm like, nah, man, like, we just got to find, like, we need to find another name. Like, and, and that's the, the sad part is so many men, you know, when collectively trying to talk about women, use the word hoes, is this, it is the most casual, carefree word that we can use. Hell, I've been guilty of describing, yeah. like, oh, man, were there hoes there? Why, why does that have to be the word? Yeah. You know, how are the women? Was it was it a good scene? Was it nice? And again, I'm not excluding myself from this narrative because I have 100% been guilty of using those words you know, to describe large groups of women. And 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 so I've I've noticed that it is it is tough to and it's not an excuse. And I don't I don't want to make an excuse for it. I want to be very clear in that. But it's like I need to be more intentional. I mean, like guys, like that's just not like if you guys want to use that language, that's that's on you. But if you go around me, that this is not it's not going to work. And, and it's not it's not easy. No, I can tell you now, it's not easy. it feels like you're casting yourself out, right? It's it's that thing where you want to be accepted into the fold. That's survivor mentality too, right? So back in the day, it didn't serve you to be an outcast. You would literally die. Like if you were a caveman, you needed to be with a group of people. <laughs> so, and it's the same thing about the boys' club. Like you know, you need you have a, a want. And biologically, you feel like you need to be accepted by the group. So if they're using terminology like hoes, you don't want to be the one to be like, hey, could we not? It's disrespectful <laughs> to women. I understand that. But also, we're getting raped. So it's like <laughs> apples and oranges, like straight up. And it, and like I said, I'm the allegations or even the Me Too movement, they're sombering to say the least. But the sheer magnitude of it should let every man know there is a larger issue here. So maybe you could bring it up, but then say, hey, I'm going to bring this up to you, and here's the evidence to back it up, since everyone needs evidence nowadays. You're contributing to this issue. Oh, well, it's not even yeah. the, the evidence. I, and I think that's a, an important distinction to bring up, is so many times that we are looking for hard, detailed evidence to say, this is I. In order for me to change, I need to see the evidence. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes in life, there's no physical evidence. Yeah. There is. I mean, yes, there's historical data that can back up everything. All the the news that has come out in the past few weeks are are very strong evidence. But to it, it's unfair to look at a woman and say, okay, in order for me to change, I need you to prove exactly how this word is contributing to this action. It's it's naive. It's foolish. And it's the same way when black folks are explaining to to non-blacks, hey, hey, when you do this, this is this is what yeah. it feels like. And, and I don't like the way, well, I need to know exactly. No, you don't need to know. <laughs> right. I'm me telling you that this is my reality yeah. and that you are contributing to that this marginalized reality mm-hmm. is good enough for you. Because yeah. you're not going to understand my experience. I can sit here and explain to you all, this is what it's like to be black. Just like Joy can sit here and explain to me, like, this is what it's like to be a woman. But at the end of the day, I don't live my life as a woman. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm not going to be aware of certain things that, that go on with being a woman because I'm a man. And you have to accept that and understand, that, okay, this, I, I have to take their words because this is their experience that they're living daily. 
Like, imagine if somebody comes to you every day and undermines the way you live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, somebody comes, you're working every day, and someone comes and explains, nah, this is not how you work. Like, what, what the hell do you mean? This is yeah. not how I do my job. I know how to do my job. I've been doing my job for X amount of years. And But men, we have continually undermined. And again, I'm putting myself in this conversation because I was guilty when we were on that couch with everyone in that room. I was like, nah, this doesn't make sense. Well, why I'm not doing this? this you know, what if you guys do things differently? It's like, no, that's not, that's not the point here. The yeah. point is, is that you have to understand this is the reality in which women live with. And you don't need hard evidence to understand that you are contributing to a problem. You just have to take it, understand it, and accept it. And guess what? Sometimes it's hard to accept the shit that you can't see and understand. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> it's life. Right. And I would say the third thing, so take care of it within yourself. Move on to your homeboys. And then the third thing is let women know that you respect and love and appreciate them. You see them. And that you're, you're doing all you, not, not like, oh, I'm doing so much for you guys, but just let them know, like, hey, I respect you and show through your actions that you are trying to be a better man and make the world a better place for women. That's, that's it. I, th- I think those are your three steps. Do better within you. Spread it to your circle. Let women know. I see you. I respect you. I got you. you. Yeah. I love my beautiful yes. woman, man. We, we love like, our women. Like, even something as simple as looking out for us. Like, you know, you see a dude, and you're like, huh, he's shady. Like, women, we would look out for other women. Like, if you see a woman walking to a car alone at night, and you happen to be sitting in your car, don't pull off yet. Just make sure she gets to her car safely. Like, something as simple as that. That's what we do for each other. We go to the restrooms together. Uh, I, I've even heard stories of uh, women being on a date and men fl- slipping in a date rape drug into their drink and women ca- catching the the woman who was on the date in the bathroom saying like, hey, he slipped something into your drink. Can we get you home? Whatever. Just look out for women. I just don't, I don't get, I just don't get it. This is the world we live in. It is straight up dangerous for us. I don't even know how else to explain it. It is dangerous. Everything is danger. We do not just have the freedom to live. I can't just be in a parking lot. I don't, I don't think you understand how frustrating that is. I cannot just be in a parking lot. When I go to the store and I'm thinking about, and we've already had this conversation on here. When I go get my eyebrows done, because the way the, the parking lot's set up, I got to make sure I park in a place that's visible to other cars so that somebody doesn't shove me in my car or whatever. I have to think about these things. I, I would love to just be able to go to the store or go to a restaurant, and it's night out, and I'm just going to go walk this way. I would love that. I would love it, but that's not my reality. So anything that you can do to contribute to a reality in which that's not an issue, I'll take it. I will take it. But the bottom line is we are not safe. We are asking you for safety. That's to it. Make, to help make the, yeah. your world safer. Yeah, and we're not even asking for, like, protection. We're just asking for you not to be a threat anymore. <laughs> like, could you not? <laughs> like, that's it. Gosh, that just it feels so horrible hearing. But I mean yeah. it's, it's real. I mean, fellas, you heard it. You heard it from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Like, you know what you you know what you have to do. What we what we have to do. We just gotta be better because Lord knows that we wouldn't know what the hell to do with ourselves if women were no longer here. And it, it's the reality of life. Yeah. We love them, we respect them, we protect them, we want to be with them. They are the reason they are the only reasons why we can have kids. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like we 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 have to we have to Cherish protect us. Yeah. An endangered group. We got to yeah. do it. It's an endangered species. A beautiful species that can't go anywhere. But you know, it, it it's real and it, and it starts with with these conversations and fellas if you want to talk like holler at me. Honestly, yeah. I've I over the last I've done a lot of work for the last year and, and much of it has been to the help of Joy and other women who I have in my life who are willing to call me out on my bullshit. I remember when I had, I was, I was looking through Instagram and Amanda Seals was doing, she was speaking somewhere and went live and she was like, you need a, a, a bullshit circle, a, a circle of friends who, who call you on your bullshit basically. He was like, yeah, you know, it's cool to have people around you. He's like, oh, you're doing great, but you need to have people who are going to call you on your bullshit. And, and I was like, this is so real. And, and fortunately, I've had women in my life and other men as well who've been able to just check me on my bullshit. Is you, if you don't have that, you're not going to get better. So if you want, if you want me to come help check you on your bullshit, more than welcome. You can, hey, you can always hit me and be like, Justin, you're on some bullshit. I am always willing to listen yeah. and engage in conversation. And be like, okay, well, let me explain, explain your your POV, and I will give you mine, and we go from there. But again, this this platform was created to make change. That's the the, the real honest part of, of this whole platform. You know, yes. We love what we do. We love marriage. We love relationships. But at the end of the day, this is about change. If we can be, if we can help at all in facilitating this change, you know, let us know. Right well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And of course, share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. Head over to lovejays.com. You will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Also, do not forget to leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate it. We love you guys. We love the feedback. So go and do that right now. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.